0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the D-Hour Network show. This is Marcia Thadison, your host with For Your Health. I just want to wish everyone a happy July 5th of 2020. I know here in America and maybe parts across the world, people are having so many uncertainties. They're fearful of so many things. Uh, coronavirus, we have so much of division going on, but... I know there's going to be peace, and this too shall pass. I have to play that because that's kind of like my little inspiration to say we will get through, with, we will get through anything we can, working together, supporting each other, and learning to respect each other. But I'm excited on my show tonight. We have Dulcie Sim. She's a cannabis consultant, and Bridget Candace, an experienced cannabis counselor and a photographer, and tonight we're going to talk about cannabis oil and how it can benefit us. I know a lot of people are looking for natural alternative health and this is what this show is about, for your health. Bring information to you that's out there, that's legitimate quality information that let people know that we can take the power of good health back into our own hands. Delce and Bridget, I want to welcome you guys to the show. Thank you for taking out time on your Sunday evening to be with me. Well, thank you for inviting us, Marsha. I know that
2: this is my return trip. It seems like we did this Mm -hmm. a little over a year ago, and uh, and it's real, um, it's um, just wonderful that I have an opportunity to introduce you to Bridget and the kind of work that she's been doing um, in the last decade or so. Bridget? Mm-hmm. Hi,
3: hello. Thank you so much for having us. We're just so appreciative. It's a pleasure. We can't wait to get this it. started. We have so many good references, and we just want to, you know, also be here for any questions that you may have.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. You know, Dulcie
1: and I, uh, my daughter was out in California a couple of years on a job uh, working because she's on IT, um, IT. And I was I was quite curious about the cannabis business and wanted to know more and she brought a newspaper where Dulcie was in the newspaper and I'm sitting there um, reading over and over and over and I reached out to her and our energy connected right away. I I just felt connected to her spirit and what she's doing and I had to reconnect. So so happy to have you guys back on or have Dulcie back on and you, Bridget, for the first time. So tell oh, everyone, why don't you give people a little background of who you guys are, what you're doing, and why you're doing it. Okay. Um, you know,
2: well, who I am is I'm a retired educator and uh, about... Ten years ago or so, dealing with a lot of the issues of getting older, of arthritis and pain and so forth, um, I had gone to various doctors, gotten various diagnoses, and... It wasn't helping. I was getting what I thought worse and worse. And it became, you know, I I thought at one point it was was very debilitating. And my son said to me, you know, why don't you try giving up those pills, which I had been prescribed, and why don't you get a medical marijuana uh, prescription? In California, because we're in California, and we'll talk about the laws in just a second, but in California at that time, um, medical Uh, marijuana is fine. So I went to a doctor. I said, this is what's going on. I said, I'll write you a prescription. It may help you. It may not. You know, be careful. Listen to your body, all that kind of good stuff. And sure enough, within weeks of starting uh, to use cannabis, uh, I was able to get off of all my prescription pills. And I truly have not looked back. And, you know, now that I'm 10 years older, you know, I go to the doctor and they go, okay, what's your medication? I go, I don't take any medication. You know, and it, it's at this age and, and what I do, and I think it's helped me in many ways. And and part of it, too, by that time in my life, I was no longer raising children, and we'll talk a little bit about what keeps people from using this, the fear that we have uh, about our families, <laughs> our careers, yeah. our health, and so yes. forth. And so that brought me into the medical area of it, and I started to get uh, help from people like Bridget who are knowledgeable about uh, different uh, uh, strains of cannabis and what different strains could possibly do and help me in different ways. And uh, and then I started thinking, well, I like to garden. Why don't I just grow my own? That's an idea. And uh, I just have so much fun doing that. And, uh, you know, it's a great little hobby, and I've, I've loved doing it, and I just take care of myself and and uh, sometimes I help friends out who are in pain or, or whatever, and uh, it's just been it's been a lovely thing to do. I have a great deal of respect for the plant itself. I've done a lot of research on the history of uh, cannabis and marijuana and the laws in our country and our state, and uh, because if you're in this industry, if you're working in the industry the cannabis industry, you have to be an advocate for it because for so long, so much misinformation has come out on this plant. And it has uh, become such a political football. It has become such a discriminating um, activity that people engage in. And we really – right now that I've retired from doing a lot of other things, I'm just truly dedicating myself to writing more, to speaking more, and to helping more people normalize, just normalize again, which was back when our grandparents were growing up, normalize the use of cannabis to be healthy, to be strong, to be smart and and motivated, and to deal with a lot of the health issues that they have. So that that's kind of my story. I, I took up a little bit of long time there, but I'm old. So I have a lot of, a Hi. lot of story to
3: tell. <laughs> oh, I love to hear but you know, thinking about it, but
1: what you saying, Bridget, I'm a baby boomer and the seventies, I was scared to go near this stuff. I mean, they had demonized this to the point that uh, anyone I knew was smoking it. I just I stayed away. I'm like, Oh, they're going to light it up. Let me move out the way <laughs> because I didn't want the smell. I didn't want nothing on me. And as I got older and I started learning about the cannabis, and I think most of my attention came with the children with seizures and the oil and stuff. And I know you're probably going to touch on a lot of that, but you're right. We want to be educated on how this cannabis oil has been demonized and the benefit of why – it was demonized for the pharmaceutical company. All right, I just took enough time for Bridget. Okay, Bridget, you got the show, kiddo.
3: How are you? Well, you know what? Honestly, it took me to understand how powerful this plant was, and I am a full advocate, and I feel like I can be the face to change it. You know, it's not what you think. You know, it doesn't, you know, there are some responsibilities about every type of something that you put in your body right as far as coffee yeah. and yeah. tea and fine you have to know what your body does for you and what helps it and what hurts it and so i I've, I've always been a nurturer uh, i took care of my grandparents you know my grandmother had alzheimer's and there was a point where she didn't want to eat and i was in the industry and i was like grandma why don't you try this brownie She's like, ooh, yummy. Is there enough nutmeg in here? You know what, i a
0: little bit more for you. Okay.
3: And her whole meal was done. And so it's things like that where you realize that this is a miracle plant, you know, and it's just there's so many uses out of it that it's, it's really sad that we aren't utilizing that hemp as such a reusable
2: source. Oh, yeah.
3: You know, and that's one thing, like, I've I've gotten to the point where I've learned about cannabis, where I actually wrote um, my thesis statement on legalizing it. And now that we're here and understanding the laws in California, I'm viewing the laws in Georgia, and it's where we were in California at one point,
1: you yeah. know. Wow.
3: But it's it's, wow. like, we had to do. Ju- through all those hoops that you guys are jumping through. We had to learn about every little nick and cranny and thing and of uh, this and that and the difference and and you know, if we would just be open to saving the environment and using hemp yes. as a reusable source, it would just be a miracle. Yeah. You know, it really is. So there's so many different aspects to the plant. Um
2: from uh, gardening it, cultivating, curing it, using it in different ways. And uh, so it, it's a, a wonderful history and it tells us a great about who we are as a people, I think, too, mm-hmm. that uh, when you study that.
1: Now, Bridget, you said you wrote your thesis on uh, hemp, I mean, on marijuana. What year was that when you wrote that paper for
3: your school? 2011. So this 2011. was. So, yeah the Compassionate Use Act passed in nineteen ninety six and so we okay. went through many groups. and then let's say um I think Colorado passed legalization of marijuana in um uh, two thousand and twelve so I was like right around the point of wanting it to to become legal for everybody. you know, I was at the verge of mm-hmm. like, why can't we have it here in California? Washington and Colorado is doing it you know, so I was, I I wrote it, and yeah, I received an A-minus, and, um, <laughs> you know, it's interesting, and every, everything that we are actually doing in California to implement legalization is kind of what I wrote about, you know, warehouses, but, you know, it's just, they are such nitpicking. It's just like if the seamstress didn't want it on this side, then, you know, she wants it on the other side. Or, you know, they're just it's just very you have to abide by all the rules and regulations. If you don't you get fined and yeah. it's just not cool. Yeah. <laughs> so for an industry like this.
2: For the for the not cool part. I'll try to back up a little bit on that, too. with the passage of the Adult Use uh, Cannabis Act, well, it was, it's actually called mm-hmm. you now the Medical Marijuana Adult Use, and, and it's all combined in. And a lot of dispensaries have both medical as well as recreational use being applied to it. And a few are only dispensaries. Uh, for health, but most of them are becoming retail and so forth like that. And I I think that what um, uh, Bridget is talking about is so many people would get prescriptions, but there would be no place to go and buy what you wanted. And people have tried to guess what the law was in terms of can we be a collective? Can we be a um, cooperative? Can we actually be a, a company or a, a dispensary or something like that? And, uh, and the medical part of it in California is actually working very well. Um, but with the recreational passage, it was a whole new tsunami of regulations that came on with that. And to the point now that in California, every plant is tagged and traced, Throughout the the whole process of being uh, growing from a little seed, every seed is tagged and traced. Every little plant is tagged and traced up until it's a grown one, till it's harvested, to wherever their parts go to. Yeah, yeah, and they all have a batch number that is listed and labeled on the labels. So you know a lot of uh, a lot of. Um, regulations went into play. And, and I'm real happy to say that here, where I live in the Santa Barbara County, Santa Barbara County has embraced it. They've said, uh, California said, okay, we'll have recreational use, and it's up to the counties to decide. So some counties did not want to have anything to do with it, but Santa Barbara said, nope, we're in. What, what can we do? And, and the little city that, that we live in, which is Lompoc, California, they really embraced it as a little, little city here. We said, economic development? Hmm, let's do it. And we have opened, I believe, six different dispensaries have opened up in this little town and uh, it's been very interesting to meet the people who are interested in owning and running the dispensaries to start to meet the cultivators who are getting the licenses that they need to cultivate large outdoor grows or smaller indoor grows with artificial lighting and so forth and you know we're a huge agricultural area uh, anyway, to add this new crop in here has created some friction, has created a great deal of opportunities, some blockings, some ways to get around all of it. But it has been, for me, a very interesting uh, sociology experiment of how people have changed their minds, how they've opened up their hearts how they've uh, put regulations in place that they think will make them safe so they don't have to be afraid of things happening, and how uh, so many in in our community, in our little community, did not really understand a lot about the plant, the use of uh, cannabis, or what it might mean in the future for us. And that's the the first time when I said, I'm going to do a class on this. I'm just going to do it through our parks and rec department. I'm going to rent a room. I'm going to go in. I'm going to do just a little two-hour overview of cannabis, what it is, how it works, and everything. And we packed the place every time we did it. And uh, and the people who showed up were all ages from uh, you know early 20s until late 80s. We had Teamsters who are there. We had uh, nurses. We had one woman from the federal government who goes out and certifies organic farms, talking about how she couldn't do that for cannabis because she's a federal employee, but she wanted to understand it because one of these days, they will be allowing an organic certification from our our federal FDA on what is being grown and so forth. And in fact, the cannabis industry in our county has helped to uh, cut back on pesticides on some of the other crops that we grow because the cannabis is so sensitive to it, um, they can't spray a field next to it with something without damaging that whole crop. And so... um, it's been interesting to see how people have changed their ways, changed their thoughts, and have been accepting of, of what's going on.
1: And it's great that you're doing the education part because reading your little article and kind of following more information about that, it really changed minds because you can remember they did a big propaganda against drugs, and, you know, they you do drugs, and they made the marijuana. They demonize it. So now... You ladies and other people out here are educating us about the health benefit that this plant holds in so many ways. And I think one of the ways, as I mentioned earlier, is with the uh, children who have the seizure and knowing that this oil is very, very beneficial for eliminating so many seizures in these children, which can have maybe hundreds of seizures in one day. Now, educate. Uh, us about the plant itself. When you say you educate the people uh, when you come into the class about the plant, because uh, mm-hmm. hemp, my understanding we've been growing this. We did clothing out of hemp. Hemp was used for so many things back in the early years. Kind of explain to people a little bit about hemp in the early years in the United States. Well,
2: okay, there there are several different strands of cannabis. Um, okay, indica sativa and there's hemp and then there's industrial hemp and the hemp plant itself is more about fiber and a very um, uh, tree like plant and that's from the hemp is what you're talking about we got a lot of clothing paper products uh, nutritional uh, food from that and so hemp is usually a plant it's the legislature says that it has less than 5% THC as opposed okay. to CBDs. So all within the plant itself, every cannabis plant has cannabinoids. And cannabinoids, they have discovered there's over a 100 or more different types of cannabinoids that are in this plant. Now, what are cannabinoids? Wow cannabinoids in our body are part of the endocannabinoid system. The endocannabinoid system is your entire body. It's your skin, it's your digestion, it's your nervous system, it's your brain, it's your it's your muscle. It, every one of the systems in our body has endocannabinoids in it. And what marijuana does, the cannabis, the cannabinoids they connect into these different endocannabinoid within our bodies and they complete certain things or they heal certain parts of it. Or if you're missing something, that provides it. For example, if if you've lost your appetite, if you've lost your appetite, there is an endocannabinoid within your body that is telling you you're not hungry. You don't want anything to eat. It's time to stop eating. Whereas you, uh, Maybe you ingest some type of uh, cannabis that connects with that can- endocannabinoid, and all of a sudden you think, "Oh, that's changed. It's changed my appetite." And that's, that's a, a real clear example of that that usually. Now let me just say one thing about endocannabinoids. Endocannabinoids are in every part of our brain. and and our body, as I've said. The reason that Mm -hmm. people do not overdose on cannabis and they do overdose on opioids is because the endocannabinoids, the endocannabinoids in your brain center for regulating Mm -hmm. your breathing, your heart, your involuntary things, they only connect with the opioids. They do not connect with the cannabinoids. So the cannabinoid... It, it won't shut off your heart, it won't stop your breathing. it won't stop you know your brain from working now yeah you you might get a good night's sleep or you might feel like you can't stay awake <laughs> any longer, or your heart might feel like oh it's 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 really uh pumping hot or something like that, but they ha- you know the overdosing on uh regular or or just simple use of cannabis is not a fear for that and and that that's why where you have seen the legalization of cannabis you can see the cannabinoid prescription rates going down and it can also be not a a gateway drug. That's one of the fears, remember, that the government put out yes, it's a gateway to do this. gateway to something stronger, to opioids, everything else. I call it the exit door. Cannabis can be an exit door to um to opioid addiction because it deals yep. with the pain that people have. They deal with the, okay. the dark thoughts and, and the negativity. It mm-hmm. deals with the uh, the system being out of 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 rhythm of what's right, or so forth, so that the person loses that craving for the cannabinoid, for the opioid that can mm-hmm. kill them, and always requires more, more, more. Whereas cannabis, it, it you take some in, and when you don't need it anymore, your body kind of goes, No, I don't want, I don't need that anymore. I got it. I'm I'm working now. You know, it, it doesn't have the addiction rate that it has there. So I know I got all so there mean, uh, just a little bit, but but that's how it is. And so, what, we're, what is being researched now, and I believe mm-hmm. that there are two universities in in uh, Georgia, and you are in Georgia, aren't you? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. No, I thought so. Oh, I, I think that there's two there's two universities that are allowed to start researching. And wow. The, you know. Just looking at – and so can you imagine what those smart people at that university would have figured out about if they could have been researching this for the last 50, 70 years or whatever, instead of, as you said, demonizing it so that it becomes a uh, a gateway to jail is what it's become because of laws, right. not
1: because of the effect that it had. So no. – Um, uh, Bridget does counseling with this, right? Yes. And she's, you know what, this would be good. I'm going to ask
2: Bridget to kind of walk you through. If you came to her Mm -hmm. and you said something, what she would walk you through to help you figure out what's going to work best for you. Okay? So here I am. I I go,
0: hello.
2: I go, hello, dispensary person. I need some help. And now she's going to take it over
3: here. Hi, welcome to <laughs> Salty's Medical yeah. Center. How can I to help you?
2: Well, I'm, I'm having a lot of trouble uh, sleeping. I, I am not, and I'm feeling anxious, and I'm not sleeping well.
3: Well, the first question I would ask is, have you ever smoked or tried cannabis? And you're interested in, people have to understand, they have to be comfortable with it. You know, if they're not comfortable, do the research. You know, that's the one thing I kind of want everybody to come in and say, well, I don't know. Well, you know, well, here, then let's ask some more questions. If you don't know what you're looking for, then do you like to consume it? Would you rather smoke it? Do you want to try an edible? Or even a topical can help. Mm -hmm. So there's so many different ways. It's just on what you feel comfortable on trying for your body. Mm -hmm. And if people don't know
2: exactly whether they like something or not, How would you advise them on that then?
3: You know, I would do, what do you feel comfortable with? Where to start. Where to start. And start small. (laughs) Always. You know, it's just like when you go wine tasting. I don't know, I've never tried any of them. Or, you know, here's the different flavors. Well, let's go, let's try it. You know, if you want to smoke it, oh, I don't like smoking it. Well, then let's. Do it in an edible form. Okay, I could try it before bedtime. That seems something. No, I don't want any calories. You know, I want to do it total full spectrum. Okay, we have it in a tincture form. You know, it it has different levels on it. There's a one to one. That means the same amount of CBD and THC. There's all these little minute uh, details that have to be understood in order to find the right product for your body because if you don't know, you're going to be like, oh, that's horrible. I'm never going to try that again because you went to the you just didn't know. You didn't understand, you know. And that There were other ways to take it. Yeah. And, the, and that's why no. I got into the theory because I don't want you to waste cannabis.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: right. Or waste and your and time. you know, my question is
1: when you, I have a question Bridget, when a person comes in there Okay, like uh, Dulcie indicated, or I can't sleep, or I have knee pain, arthritis, or um, I even may have cancer. Do the person's weight determine how much they take of this, or is it pretty much across the board, um, or is it based on individual uh, ability to uh, handle a certain dosage?
3: That's a great question. You know, it has to do with all those elements wants to consume because if they have a cancer and they're willing to try a high full spectrum concentrated of THC, that will kill the THC. They're gonna be pretty high, but that's what actually attacks those bad cells. It's
2: cancer,
0: yeah. And
3: right. so mm-hmm. when you're in a state of mind of chemo and everything, you know what? You might as well just try it. Because what else? like yes, yes. I would rather be high than in the state of you know feeling nauseous and not getting yes. pain you know i want you I want you to have this dosage and go through and go through it you know and and it's something also it's a it's like a vitamin you know It's, it's certain stages require certain types of of uh, thC you know for and that's really, really sensitive as well hmm and, and, and let me... And, go ahead. I want to share this
1: story. My cousin uh, was diagnosed. She lived in Seattle, Washington, was diagnosed with lung cancer. Um, Tammy was uh, back in 2008, and she uh-huh. was sent home with just 30 days to live. Uh, uh, ambulance brought her home, 48 pounds, uh, hooked up to a respirator, uh, tricked in her throat. And a friend of hers who had cannabis brownies and mm-hmm. given it to her, and she said she was so weak, all she could do was suck on the brownies and do the uh, Insure Plus. That's what she was uh-huh. doing. She drank a little Insure That Tammy said she got strong enough to go into the store, and the family had just opened up a store, and she knew the guy. He said, look, whoever has cancer is going to give it to him for free. So she was able to get her 30, I think a couple of weeks later, she goes into the doctor, and the doctor really liked to fell off his seat because he thought she was dead. And when they did a scan and everything, the cancer was gone. So I, that's you know, I like, like, oh, my God. Sorry. Say it again? I said that was that's that's an sorry. amazing story. Wonderful. Yeah. And, she, and, you know, and because she, she used to smoke, and a big smoker and a big drinker back in the days, and she went back. She stayed off the smoking and the drinking for years, and then she went back to, to the smoking and drinking, get it on her tongue, go back to the can of okay. soil and it goes away again. So I know for a fact, just from her testimony and other people's testimony, And then I sat and read uh, Rick Simpson's book on the Rick Rick Simpson Oil, on the testimony and the things he went through just to get this information out, and how they demonized him, and the FBI came in and raided his place and things like that. So, and I truly believe, you know, what you guys are doing great things because people are sick, people need help. A lot of people don't have. They don't have health insurance, so we want to be able to bring something that they can make everyday people well, that can give them information and give them knowledge that would empower them to better help, not just for themselves, but for, the, for their loved ones, their neighbors, their friends. And this is what the purpose of this show is, is for our health, and that information like, I didn't know about the different hints and the different oils. I had no clue. Uh, so I know what you guys are doing is great. So let's talk more about using the oil and how it's used. Okay. Well, let
2: me, let me back up, too. Um, okay. Sure. Uh, you know, what, what I wanted to ask about is, is how do you get the oils? We talked about going into a dispensary, which we have readily available to us here. But how would you go about purchasing the oil?
1: Well, uh, Illinois is now. Illinois now is open. Has a dispensary, and then um, I uh, we can go to Seattle and get us some from our cousins up in Seattle, Washington. This when I want to get some stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's how I get my personal. That's not so, my personal. <laughs> but,
0: so, yes. if,
2: so in, in your in your state, are people allowed to order it online and
1: have it mailed to them? No, no, no. And uh, in, in Georgia, we have the CBD oil that is relatively available. The CBD oil, those are it up all over the places. And I think pretty soon we will have the uh, the dispensary. I think that is coming very, very soon. Um, and I believe mm-hmm. more and more, more states going to open that up. But no, ma'am, we can't get that there. But my cousin lives in Seattle, Washington, where it's relatively available there. Yes, yes,
2: yes.
1: there and they've got great.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, uh, just a note, and then we'll talk a little bit more about uh, using that. Um, You know, I I think that if there are are people who are listening to this who are thinking about running for office or being involved in anything that has to do with politics, that they should be watching what's happening in your state. Who's going to get access to the license to be able to grow, research, sell, profit from, and heal people with this. And it's really that policies as your state is starting to open up and understand that. You know, if, if your university is coming out with stuff, who's dispensing that information? And then who's allowed to grow it in your area and who's allowed to have it and, and sell it and so forth? And and uh, I think that's, that's an important thing to, to keep in mind. Um, uh, just uh, you know talking about that, because one of the things that I recommend to people is to make your own oils and if you're okay. allowed to grow your, if you're allowed to grow your own plant then that's that's uh, simple it's there are so many different recipes for uh, infusing cannabinoids marijuana thc cbDs. Into everyday oils that we use for cooking and eating and, and uh, making salves out of it or tinctures out of it, and and if you have that ability to legally grow a plant or two in a in a nice spot, then you know it's organic. You know what you fed it. You know the nutrients, and uh, yeah. Yes, it's just it's really interesting. I have friends in uh, Colorado, and and they're hilarious. They don't have a big amount of land or anything, but they have a big garden, and, and in that garden, you see these big, uh, big couple big plants. And that's all she has to do is grow a couple big plants, and and she's she's got uh, cannabis for the rest of the year. If she needs something, she can make a little uh, butter, or she can uh, use it in a different way. So, so that's one of the things that I talk about with people is how to make it yourself. Uh, would you like me to talk about that just a little bit more?
1: Yeah, but I want to talk about the seed first. How do you know you're getting a good plant seed that's organic? I mean, I know in California probably relatively available uh, where you can find the seeds, the hemp seeds and or, the, or um, uh, those cannabis oil seeds. How do you? Awesome. I mean, are they Please. expensive or you just kind of just easily get a seed from someone else that's growing a plant?
2: Yeah. Um, well, th- there's a variety of things. Number one, um, you can look for seeds online, that there are companies okay. who specialize in that and, and will send a seed. The other thing is that um, in California, some dispensaries also are, have a license to do nursery. Which means that they can have little uh, sprouts, clones, little clones ready to go. And uh, and once you you've got a plant that you really like and and you want to continue to use that plant, and you can go to several different websites to find out about the different strands. And those strands now uh, are those strains are um, um, tested so that they know exactly what percentage, THC, percentage of um, uh, CBDs, and sometimes it can, in an analysis, when you're looking at an analysis of that, it can uh, actually break it down into, you know, a half a dozen to a dozen different types of CBDs. And once again, that goes back to research. What are we finding? What CBD? does best for spasticity, like you talked about. What is uh, good for sleep? What is good for uh, cancer? You know, uh, yes. What what's good for getting active when you're thinking I need a little motivation. What's going to get me dancing yes. and moving here? <laughs> it's knowing that kind of <laughs> stuff for yourself and right. seeing that. Right. And uh, And so there is something here called the certificate of analysis. And on every batch, that gets tested and we have extensive testing here of, of the plant. Every, every uh, harvest has to be tested at several points and at those times you're looking at two things. You're looking at the potency and the purity. So you're looking at the potency and it may come with this strain, it has um, 23% THC and 14% CBDs or something, and like um, in your state, you're allowed to use. Um, what are you allowed to use there? You're allowed to use a certain amount of. Uh, all I, yeah. All i know the, the THC. DNA you're not allowed the to have DVD? more. Five percent THC or something. Okay. okay. So okay. that that's that's a THC that will not give you too many uh, psycho um,
0: issues. Easy.
2: Yeah, and and many times it's not very healing. And the different types of, of uh, cannabis that that you want to look at are, um, let's see, what, what are we talking, we talked about full spectrum, so you can have uh, full spectrum THCs, and those are the ones that... Um, And then, okay, full spectrum means there's THC, there's CBDs, it's the whole plant, it's all going in there, it's going, it's being processed into whatever product is a full spectrum one. The broad spectrum ones are CBD, usually from some type of hemp with a very low, very low uh, THC in that mix. And then you also have uh, the isolate one where people try to isolate one cannabinoid and promote that as something that's uh, particularly interesting. And and I'll be glad to to share with you one of my favorite websites for finding out a lot of this information. One is called the One Minute Cannabis. One Minute so Cannabis. One
1: Minute
2: uh-huh. and it's just. C-A-N-N-A-B-I-S-T. And they offer classes and blogs and information um, about um, using CBDs and finding out which one works for you and, and going through the process of doing that kind of thing. But I doubt if, if uh, obviously, if you're in Washington or, or I think even Oregon or California, out here on the West Coast, we're pretty much allow for full spectrum. And the full spectrum, which has a combination of THC and CBDs, and it doesn't have to be high THC, but it needs to be mm-hmm. in there or else it, it just doesn't work altogether. You know, it, this is a very holistic plant, and that's what makes it very difficult to get a uh, synthetic that a pharmaceutical company Try to, to create a synthetic uh, cannabis. It, it just doesn't work because it's so nuanced, wow. and and we're now just finding out what all these different um, CBDs work on. We, we, how do they work together? How do they work to create the changes in your body that you want for better health and and so forth? So we're just finding out a lot of those things. But once again, um, you know the internet is, uh, you know, a, a wealth of opportunities to read about some of the good work that's coming out about what's what's helping and, and working with people.
1: Now, I understand with just infusion, but I was looking at some specials on the restaurants that are opening up that's in, uh, infusing this into the, uh, the food, or they call it dosage, where they do doses. Right. So what's the difference between infusion and doses, the dosage? Am I saying that right, dosage? Mm, I, I, I
2: don't know. It sounds pretty much the same. Rather than saying we infuse this, we're going to make sure that you get, you know, one milligram or one teaspoon or one dose or whatever they're calling. I, I don't know exactly.
3: So essentially... Yeah. Um, also, I was going to say, while Dulcie was speaking, it's actually some people could be very sensitive to THC and CBD. So we were, we were on an interview the other day, and we were speaking to one of the commentaries, and she was saying how she was so very sensitive where she had to understand all the terpenes that were going into her cannabis. Mm-hmm. And so... Wait, define terpenes. <laughs> terpenes is yeah. what actually is um, on each strain. So each Uh plant, plant like Charlotte's Web, they have certain terpenes that activate the CBD to help. Other terpenes help you sleep. Other terpenes give you energy. And she was so sensitive that she can't have uh, a certain terpene because it would just make her pass out, even the smell. And so there are so many different types of people so I don't want I don't want anybody to think that you're different or you're not the same because you know what we're not <laughs> you some some people can smoke a whole dab full and you're like oh god no I can't do that you know and we don't want you to do that we want you to understand what's good for you and what will help you and your body and things like that mm. but yeah that was that's, um and like also Delphi said about the politics, that is so important. Just politic being politically active and aware and fighting for your medical um patient. That is so important. You know, we've been to so many meetings where we've always felt like, you know what, we could fight harder for our medical patients. But yeah. but the brand and that money just conquered. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the too. Yeah. Yeah. but you know, um, we could
2: talk a, a few minutes just about terpenes because there are about a half a dozen different flavors and and terpenes actually um, are on other plants as well. I mean, I think all plants have terpenes and and its yeah, it can usually be uh, think about it in terms of the smell, like a lemon smell, a lemonese. Oh, smell or something okay. like that. And or if you smell a plant and it smells kind of like pine. A pinene. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: terpene. And then uh then what else do they have? Oh, they have lavender, you mentioned that, a rose smell, a grape smell, a pineapple pine and and uh and each one of those has kind of a, a certain guide effect that you can think about there. For example, if the lemon one, it is um, a lemonine and a, a strain that might have, uh, mm-hmm. that would be like super lemon haze or uh, lemon meringue pie or um, what else could we think of that yeah. would be a strain with
3: that? Tangy or anything like, anything that has a very citrus smelling flavor. You're like, ooh, that's citrus. or oh, Yeah. Or that's. Fruity. Ooh, that's strawberry. I can smell the lemon
2: in that. And and that would be usually a good uh, counselor for you would, would say, oh, well, that's a good strain then, or should be a good strain for antidepressant, for insomnia, to get over your insomnia. If you've got a lot of anxiety, that, that might help relieve some of that and cause that. And uh, it also, you know, maybe it Helps you with a little bit of appetite and gets you moving a little bit, a little motivational energy to it. Like a lemon wakes us up and makes us happy. I don't know. So that's just like one example of that. And so where do
1: one? How do, wait, not, how do one find out which one was best for them, or is there a dictionary or a book or something that say? The lemon flavor gives you this kind of response, or the uh, uh, lavender may do this for you. How would one know? I know, uh, Bridget, we can probably come in and you can kind of guide us through that, but is there something written that everyday people like me saying, okay, I think I need this, or my child has ADHD, or I have some type of, of depression going on, which strain would be best for me? Is there some guides for us to know which one? Yes. Yes, yeah.
2: and um, wow. like I said before, the One Minute Cannabis, they offer information okay. about this, and they do classes, online classes. And then another okay. good uh, website is leafly, leafly, L-E-A-F-L-Y, Leafly.com. And there's Green uh, Leaf that uh, offers classes. There's the Cannabis Training University. What you can get, you can go through all of their program. There's so much good education that's going on out there wow. of people who are who are not promoting a certain brand name. They are promoting um, information about the plant itself. And and yes, that's where I've gotten most of my information is going through these classes and uh, reading their material and the research that they're sending out. Yeah, you can order the the cannab- the uh, cannabis Bible that that's out there. There's lots wow. of good books and so <laughs> forth, and more and more and more charts are are coming up and and deciding things too. Yeah, what what we do is is we write a little bit about that in a very touristy way for a local magazine that goes out. To about 800, when we used to be able to go out to wine tasting and hospitality and big events, they would they publish for big events, and we always try to do reviews on that. But you will also, you will also find reviews from uh, many of the online education programs, where they'll pick a certain one and they will review that that strain. And if you go into a dispensary, whether you're in Washington, mm-hmm. California. Colorado, wherever you go into, you can ask for information on that strain. And if it's not on the box, you know, that it's so small you can't read it or something like that, they have to be able to have that, um, that analysis on hand, and which will give you some idea. And also, when you go into the dispensary, you, you're allowed to smell Them. You're allowed to, and and not so much. Not with COVID. COVID. No, we can't do that so much with COVID, I guess, or something like that. But it used to be you could literally smell a half a dozen different plants, and it helps you, just like Bridget was saying about wine tasting. You know, you don't, you Mm -hmm. can say, oh, I like, don't like that. I like red. I don't like white. And then as you start to get in the nuances of the tasting, and now there's whole courses where people go through and they become master sommeliers and And so forth, and there are you know there are just ways of of smelling some of these plants and tasting some of them, and you you find out whether it appeals to you or not if it doesn't smell good, you don't smoke it, don't eat it, don't do anything like that wow, but uh, find something that does it for you and now what uh, amazing we you know we love talking about this Um uh, but, and it tells you a little bit more about the strain and the history and what it all got uh, hybrided into. And I think one of the things that the whole war on drugs did is the, mm-hmm. the war on drugs drove things underground. And so people have been working in the industry, you know, beneath the radar for quite a while and creating hybrids and creating different strains by mixing some things together um for greater potency and for getting the terpenes that they want in that plant and so forth and and
1: making that work for people. Wow. That is really good. But okay, tell us about people you work with that really and I know you've talked about your health issue. Bridget, did you have any health issue but you would just had the passion for um you know, and I have
3: Passion. I had the passion for healing people. So I've seen, you know, I've had great mentors as well. I worked at um, Oz uh, West Hollywood and they were one of the dispensary, first dispensaries in California. Um, my, I feel like she's still my boss because I'll always learn from her, but um, I haven't seen her in quite some time because of this COVID. But Dr. Dina, she's so smart. You know, her friend was um, passing away from cancer, and her just enthusiasm to have a doctor come down, kind of like the same thing, Dulcie, You know, I'm not going to let my city go without educating themselves about cannabis, you know, and kind of the same movement and um, I watched her heal a child, you know, he had a tumor behind his eye and, and, and then I was like, Oh my God, is that him running through the door? And I couldn't believe it. And it was running through the door and, you know, and it's just like she was with this child from small to old and, and really just seeing it. We have to do the research ourselves. Nobody's going to give it to us. We have to understand she did. She did the research. Dalsey does the research. And every time we do a podcast, we, we still are researching. We have so many apps up right now. We're like, oh, this is good. This one's good, you know, because we are passionate <laughs> about the plant. And we believe in it so much that it does help. It really, really is a cure in so many ways. And my manager, her sister, oh, my goodness, she had non-options, lymphoma, Lymphoma. stage, yes, stage four. She had to go through chemotherapy. We pumped her up with so much Rick Simpson oil, you wouldn't even imagine. (laughs) Now she's with two babies and living a beautiful life, you know, and it was a beautiful experience. It was Traumatizing. This whole the whole experience is traumatizing. But seeing the miracle of what can come of this plant, that's why we're so passionate. That's why we don't want it to die. And and politics, you know, the medical use of this yes. plant is so powerful. It's just really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say something else about
2: uh, working with Dr. Dina as well. Um, You know, she's a a character, and uh, she's one of the co-owners of the uh, dispensary. And there are a lot of women who are, that's because they're like Bridget and Dr. Dina. We want to heal people. In the movement towards more legalization, nurses, many nurses and organizations, nursing organizations, led the uh, charge because they're the ones who, were charged with keeping the patient comfortable and, and right. out of pain and resting. And they knew the power of this plant to help do that very naturally that didn't interfere with other medications and things like that. Uh, that's important. Um, yeah. I always tell this story, too, about my father uh, uh, was a doctor, and he was a uh, hematologist-ontologist oncologist, which meant that by the time he was towards the end of his uh, career as a doctor, if you got in to see my dad, you were pretty darn sick. It was a Hodgkin's or a leukemia or a blood cancer that he would work with. And uh, when I was in college, a friend uh, in the department that I was in told me uh, that uh, he had been a patient of my father's. And he, he wow. uh, had leukemia, and he came to me and he said, you know, your dad was my, and I said, you know, yeah, and I, I hear that a lot. Many, many people respect it, the work yeah. that my father
1: did yeah. healing,
2: and he said, you know, your dad told me that I should go get some marijuana. And this is back in the early 70s, okay, so it was like, that was pretty dicey. I said, my dad, my conservative yes. dad. Said that, and he said yes. He did. He said to me, he was very honest with me, and he said the chemotherapy is going to be brutal. Now I think chemotherapy's gotten better in the last fifty mm-hmm. years, but you know at that time chemotherapy is brutal, and and it still is brutal for many people. What it ravages through their body, and my father said, you know, I I don't know how to help you get that, and I can't prescribe it or anything like that. But if you can get your hands on it, and this was a young eighteen-year-old <laughs> man who was dying, and uh, and it really helped him, especially when the ravaging effects of uh, of that uh, cancer can be so bad. And so that's it, and, and I think too, we, we saw such a response during the whole AIDS when that was just a plague that was going through and we didn't know yes. and everything else. So many friends wasting away. You know, the wasting mm-hmm. away was just sad and, and uh and so, so many stories, these anecdotes, these, you know, uh, stories that we tell each other about this plant, you know, now I am so excited to see so many researchers taking it on and, and so forth. And, and I will tell you this, that when cannabis was uh, made illegal, when that was with the marijuana tax law of 1937, that marijuana tax law that went into effect, most people didn't even know they were voting against cannabis when they voted. And every one of people, not everyone, but most households at that time had at least one, if not a half a dozen, different tinctures and salves and uh, syrups that were used that were cannabis based cough remedies or digestive remedies or you know um, sleeping remedies and and our our grandparents used that all the time it was truly the demonizing of it at the time in terms of the politics that were going on and and the prohibition that we had to come out of after right. all that use of prohibition and, and stuff like that 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 really started to turn it and at that time The government, the person who was in charge of this whole thing about, you know, making it illegal, they suppressed the information from the AMA, the American Medical Association. They suppressed the uh, positive research that had been going on. And uh, when you look back at the history of those laws going into effect and what we were led to believe by the propaganda that... Uh, you know was perpetrated on us in many ways right. when we look back at and this is a time this is a, this is our time now with everything that's going on in our country where we're looking at our past we're looking at how laws have affected different populations of people in different ways we're yeah. looking at yeah. understanding how the truth gets to us and who we need to listen to so so that was a real eye opener for me to study that And most recently, the AMA has come out and talked about PTSD with so many um, uh, service people coming back from foreign wars now. And also now we're starting to see more about people who are in isolation, who are anxious about what's going on, who are anxious about financial, anxious about their health, anxious about their family and everything, how this is helping people. So we're just yeah. going to keep uh, keep hoping for more research and a greater understanding and also a greater amount of freedom to continue to grow and share information, grow plants, share information, and share uh, a knowledge that, that we have about this without allowing major corporations, I think, to come in and try to make synthetics or try to make this plant a patent that we have to pay so much for.
1: And I love the fact, okay, we got YouTube, we have Instagram, we have Facebook. uh, We have people coming forth to acknowledge what this plant has done for them, their family members, their loved ones. So the light is being shown on the darkness. So there's a way of getting the truth out, and they can't suppress the truth like they've done in the past. So we have many avenues, and that's how I found out, you know, what my cousin told me about with Simpson oil. I got the book, read the book, and started reading more and more testimonies. And I would like to see a documentary. I've seen some documentary on um, the cannabis oil and how it's growing, but I'd like to see a documentary on the healing part how people getting their lives back and the beauty of what they're doing that can cost them, you know, pennies on a dollar compared to being in the hospital and getting um, bombarded with all these drugs and medication and the cost of these pharmaceutical drugs because they're very, very expensive. Well, this doesn't have to be that expensive, you know, to purchase and to get your health back. So, I applaud what you guys are doing and the information, and I'm willing to learn, and I know others are willing to learn because they, don't, they do want to be healthy. And I know our men are coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq uh, with PTSD. They're, they're needing some help. And the pharmaceutical drugs that they're giving them through VA is not helping them. Because in Atlanta, we I meet more and more homeless young men that are servicemen now than I've ever met before. It, it's just the population is really growing because mentally and emotionally they're not there. Tell us how taking these doses for people who are suffering from PTSD, uh, if, you know, um, Say, for instance, I come in and I tell you I've been in the service and I'm having flashbacks, I'm, uh, I can't stand certain sounds, uh, I find myself depressed, not wanting to be around family members, or finding myself angry, not easy to get along with. How can uh, this help me And will I say, uh, I don't like to smoke it. Maybe I should get it in an eating form because I'm not a smoker good. Mm -hmm. Can you help
3: me? Absolutely. You know, you're just like one of my regulars. I've always have, they're always skeptical, you know, is this going to help me? Am I going to try it? And I say, I don't know, but we're going to get there. You know, you don't want to smoke it? That's fine. And you want to try it in an edible form? That's fine. If that doesn't work, you know what? We have, it really comes to reading the product that's available for you, understanding that you want if you have PTSD and you can't sleep because that's most likely what happens is they they can't sleep you know they get these these moments of shocking memories that keep them from ha- having good dreams they have nightmares you know and we and that's usually a very very strong dose of THC because think about it not have they've been only drinking what who knows God what over there you know, just to right. fall asleep at night. But then to come here and transfer, my heart goes out to them. So I yes. I feel so bad because I always want to give them 10% off. You know, we do offer a discount all the time. And so we we do like the, the dose. It's like a 300 milligram of T, uh, THC. And every state mm-hmm. has a different milligram available. Every mm-hmm. dispensary. Yeah. As a different product available so you really just have to understand what where you're going to get this product is it going to be available all the time because remember it is a plant so you may be able to get it for two weeks but not the next two weeks but then it'll come back in two weeks because they're just kind of like strawberries you know and so it's agriculture and understanding you know i have people coming in and, oh i need two months worth because i'm you know Because I I just came to visit, you know, so it's just, you know, an understanding that this will help you and you have to keep kind of doing it. You have to have a regimen of it.
0: Yeah. And And then
3: I think too
1: with it, I want to just say with the dosage, what I've noticed about it, if you take one dose, it's not like you have to wait. To the medicine get into your to the tt uh gets into your system and maybe it don't work you know what some type of a prescription medication you have to take it several days before you feel anything with this you're gonna feel something
3: pretty much right away is that correct um essentially if you are taking if you're smoking it, you're gonna feel it right away. But just remember, if you're okay. digesting it, it's gonna go through your body like a process. It's gonna take forty-five minutes. If you have, if you've eaten, guess what? Your digestive system's not gonna go through that fast. If you, if you're on an okay. empty stomach, you're, hungry. you know, that's gonna hit you a little faster. Yeah. So and okay. always okay. be at home. Always do it like on a Saturday night. You and know, you're know not gonna go out. Yeah. You know, because. It, <laughs> are doing a trial and error, and I want you to keep a journal of how you feel and what you're doing. And, and you know what? Drink extra water because you may be dehydrated. You mm-hmm. know, people and and I got questions like that all the time. You know, I switched and I started vaping and oh, I get horrible headaches. I'm like, are you on sativa? I am. Well, get off sativa, drink plenty of water, maybe take less puffs and go back to your edibles. Yeah. You know, there's always a certain regimen for them. And I've, I've just learned to listen to people and what their body wants, what their body asks for. My favorite is when um, they come in for a certain strain, and I know which one they want, and I show it to them, and then I show them all of them, and then they pick the first one. And I'm like, and then that shows that <laughs> I know that they know what they like. And then they'll come back and they'll be like, oh, you know what, you showed me that one. And I'm like, let's get it again, you know, or if we don't have it, let's do something similar because that's, that's a big thing in cannabis industry products come and go like shoes. <laughs> yeah,
2: There can be a lot of different. And I want to say something else about PTSD as well. Okay. Um, you know, that the, the AMA came out and said that that should be good. And, and I know the VA was looking at, can they possibly allow uh, uh, for this? And, um, I think that what helps in in a very big way with those patients who are looking for that relief from the thoughts that are going through their head that are racing in some way or another, that uh, that that this trial and error in getting it right is very important, and it also I think, as I said before, about the endocannabinoids there and the yes. cannabinoids going in there it it's interesting because with PTSD things are messed up and i think that cannabis goes in and heals some of those parts of the brain so that the thinking can be clear that they that mm-hmm. impulse control can be better so it doesn't go right to anger it goes to uh to something else that it it creates more of a tolerance for what has been you know making you irritated or something In that way, you know. I I know you've talked about Charlotte's Web. That uh, or um, uh, Charlotte's—it's yeah, Charlotte's Web. The cannabis that's very CBD that you see the Mm -hmm. young lady who gets a little tincture underneath her tongue from her parents, and the seizure Mm -hmm. stop uh, immediate, immediately like that. You know, when in in that same. I remember that show was with Sanjay Gupta who was saying, you know, I I now believe in this. And he went to Israel in one of the yes. four episodes that he did. And one of the things yes. that always struck me is that in Israel they're doing a great deal of research and they had over 10,000 people in nursing homes who were receiving uh, cannabis in different forms. And so they followed this one man who had been um, in in one of the Jewish uh, Holocaust camps, that had recently lost his wife, and so he was just, you know, the the visions that were coming back to him. She was gone. He was alone. All this stuff, and so he he's in a wheelchair, and he goes into his room, and all the cameras and the people come in, and he pulls out. Oh, the sorry. He pulls out a little corn cob pipe, and he packs it with his little bit of marijuana, and he smokes a couple <laughs> hits off. And he sits back and the camera's all on him and they say, well, what, what does it do for you? What is it doing for you? What is how, what's it? What are you feeling? And he looks at him and he says, he says, it takes me out of the dark places. And it's that oh. phrase that gives me chills when I think of it as PTSD. It takes me out of oh. the dark. And so if we could imagine that. You know, by smoking or by ingesting eating or by putting a little tincture under your tongue or rubbing it onto your skin, if it connects with pulling you into the light, into the, the you know, out of the dark places, into a happier place, gets you settled wow. down so that you're not racing your thoughts. I think that's one of the most important things that they're doing in research is demonstrating that this is true, that this works. And maybe not for everybody, but there is no substance on earth that works for everybody. There will always be people who have violent, little violent reactions to a little percentage of people. Then there will be some people, ah, it doesn't work for me. Fine. Don't use it. There will be a majority of people that helps.
1: And you won't find – do you find people who, like with alcohol or drugs, they tend to be violent or they they have blackouts, they can't remember – None of that situation happens with the cannabis oil.
0: Uh,
2: I haven't seen that. People might become anxious if it's a little bit too much for them, and then maybe you know they might be having, if they've done a little too much or something, a little agitated for a while, but usually they fall asleep or, or whatever. But wait, I was, uh, just thinking of something I was going to say about that. Um, uh,
3: well, you know what, there's been experiences where I've, Said you have to listen to your consultant. You know, um, one time I was taking care of my aunt and she had a nurse, and I gave her some candy, and I said, "Be careful with these, okay? Only one piece now. You know, they're very strong." <laughs> okay, okay. Well, she uh-huh. went home and she took it an edible. Well, I guess it didn't happen for her fast enough, so she ate the whole bag. Uh-huh. Oh my god! Oh, oh my goodness! Take it to the emergency. Oh my God. And I'm like, I told her to eat one. Yeah. You know, that's very important. We have to read and make sure and listen to, you know, our consultant, our, you know, who's giving this. Or you just know what you know. Like, you know, even my best friend had an experience and I said, you didn't call your cannabis consultant. No wonder why that happened. Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) You know? And it's just like, I told you, call me or send me a picture of whatever they're going to give you and I will tell you what to do. Yeah. Because yes, there are still black market things out there. There are still products that are yes. very strong or not at all you know mm-hmm. so we just have right. to really do and not every brand is going to be in the same state
1: yes
2: so it's getting to know what's available like what you're allowed to have and, and not have in your home and unless, stuff like that
3: unless that brand and you know has developed their own um, establishment in that state, yeah. Which edible companies are starting to do, and uh, tincture companies are starting to do as well.
0: hmm
3: But you know, and think about it. Back in the days, back
1: back in the days, I remember some drug dealers. Over, one, he's a pastor now. Said that he used to lace his marijuana with crack cocaine, so people would come back to him.
0: Oh, so no. people uh, need to be yes. Yeah.
1: People need to be what, able to. Purchase, purchase these at reputable places that are licensed and know who they're getting it from and speak with a counselor like you, Bridget, to know yeah. how much to take and what they're taking. Because you think about it, if it's that relaxing, I mean, take a nice hot bath, you know, make sure you're on a nice full stomach, and then lay down and then take your doses, and that way you just take yourself mm-hmm. into a nice, pleasurable sleep, you know? So, you're all nice and comfortable and just relax. So, I think yeah. that would be a great thing to do because we want to make sure they get it from irreparable places and things like that. Now, we're going to take a break because I know I, I listen to you guys and I can listen to you all day long. But we're going to take a break to let you guys maybe <laughs> take a little air break. But I just want to remind our listening audience that they're on the D Hour Network. I'm your host, Marcia Patterson. Also, to my listening audience, this program and show is for information only, and um, if you have to educate you, if you have any medical pro- problem or diagnosis that you need, please talk with your physician and see if it's proper use for you. And we'll be right back with the DLNF. from am All right, I just want to remind our listening audience, you're listening to the Be Hour Network for Your Health Show with Marcia Patterson. And today I have the pleasure, I have uh, Dulce Sims, and she is a cannabis consultant and Bridget Candid, Candace, and she is a cannabis uh, counselor. And she's also a photographer, and we're going to talk We talked a little bit about cannabis oil, the benefits, the history of it and some of the legislative uh, piece that we should become involved with to make sure uh, it doesn't become politicalized like the pharmaceutical companies to make sure it's going to be fair across the board for everyone and being able to get this information and the healing power of what this plant can do for many people. Now, uh, is there anything else you want to share with us a little bit about the cannabis that we didn't talk about or get a chance to share with our listening audience? Well, I was kind of uh,
2: looking over my notes here about things that I wanted to talk about, and I know that we've talked a lot about experiences and some of the research and some of the history and things like that, but uh, I thought that uh, we might want to talk a little bit about um, teenagers and children around. Yes, 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 perfect. that's, That's one of the big fears, fears that people have, is that uh, somehow this would be a negative thing in our society that young people will get involved in and uh, so I, I always like to to talk with that and answer any questions might people might have and and many times it's about how do I talk with my kids about this and right. so so we we have a, a couple methods that that we use um, you know i I talk to kids about this or I'm talking about anything that you might take that would alter your thinking in any way. Because as a teenager, your brain is not set up. It's not set yet. It's not, you know, you're still learning. It's still growing. It's still thinking about things and so forth. And I say if it's so mushy, you don't want to put something else in there. And my son actually told me a very good uh, and, uh, metaphor for this. And he said when he talks to young people about drug use, he says, think of your brain as being wet cement. So it's wet cement. So Mm -hmm. what are you doing with wet cement? You're trying to make it smooth. You're trying to make it work. You're trying to make it safe. And if you go stomping across that wet cement, it will leave footprints that will never leave your brain. And so if you are going to use and abuse drugs in a certain way, you will be stomping on your brain and you will be tripping up on those uh, divots, those ridges, those footprints that you left on the concrete yes. of your brain wow. you're older. And he said, so wait till your brain's kind of set and then you can try that's why you don't get tobacco, that's why you don't get alcohol, that's why you shouldn't Sorry. have ca- caffeine, too much caffeine. All these things are are psychotropic. They they affect our thinking, our brain, in some way or another. We want every kid in this country to breathe fresh air, drink good fresh water, to be able mm-hmm. to have an abundance of fresh fruits and vegetables, and to, to be able to play safely in their neighborhoods because then those mushy brains, man, they just solidify without too many scars or cracks or dents or, or crevices in it. So so that's what I try to, to tell people. And that's what we as adults want to provide for them. Many times right. people say, well, kids will get their hands on this. And I will tell you right now, even in the highest point of the war, war against drugs, you know, our children could get their hands on whatever they want it.
0: <laughs> <So, laughs> <laughs> they just can't. Yes. You know. Yes.
2: My yes. my yes, you know, I, I knew college professors who'd be in front of five hundred people and they'd go, Who here could uh, you know, go and score the marijuana for me and get it back here within a half hour? And you see eighty percent of the hands. Hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like and then everybody kinda of laughs and stuff like that. Then you know, then how is it working? And actually, I think now that more adults and older people are embracing the use and some of the fastest growing use of cannabis is in a senior citizen. As I've said, you know, I'm not being drug tested for a job anymore. I'm not raising vulnerable (laughs) children anymore. I'm just trying to have a really good day and do some good work and be positive in the world. So we see our generation now embracing this saying let's get back to what was natural and and real and everything else and the kids therefore turned off I don't want to do what my grandma's doing I don't want to (laughs) do you know if my parents think this is okay it can't be that good
1: (laughs) now I isn't a senior citizen using it for glaucoma for their eyes and stuff too isn't that supposed to help with their eyes uh, you know, that was one of the first things
2: that you could get a prescription for. If you had glycoma, you could get a federal prescription because the federal uh, government does grow right, and always did grow some amount of Really? That. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, a patient who I knew in 78, I knew him in 78, and he had glycoma. Nice, nice young man. He was a teacher and whatever, and... Uh, And at at one point, he said, You want to see my medicine? I said, Well, why? And he goes, Well, it's just hilarious. And it's like one of those little Christmas tins that you get filled with cookies. And it was 500 (laughs) perfectly rolled filtered marijuana cigarettes. I said, I've never seen anything like that in my life. And And that was the federal government? Federal government, grown, packaged, labeled, sealed, shipped. I don't know if that's still going on. It's been years. That's all I know is I've seen that, and I just kind of wow. went, "Wow!" And so, glycoma was, or and is, a a medical issue that is identified as being helped a great deal by cannabis. Yes. Okay.
1: So that is. And also, you. You said arthritis because you no longer have trouble with arthritis whatsoever. Well, I now, still, I when, still struggle.
2: I still, it's not, it doesn't heal my arthritis. It makes the okay. pain very tolerable, so I don't have to take any kind of opioid or I don't take any muscle relaxers. These are the things that the doctors were prescribing: painkillers, okay. muscle relaxers, <laughs> you know, things like that. Now I, I don't need that. Very, very rarely do I even take a, an, 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 you know, a, 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 a Pain pill, or something like that, very rarely and uh and also the sabs help a great deal with arthritis, and I have a sweet little story about that. Would you like to hear this?
1: Yes, yes,
2: yeah. okay, good. Uh, I made a presentation at the local rotary. they invited me in. I got twenty minutes to talk about you know normalizing and the wonderful normalizing cannabis and the wonderful uses that it can be, and so forth and and talked about smoking, eating topical rubbing it on a salve or something like that nice little presentation mm-hmm. and uh, you know about 30 Rotarians business people and so forth and I, I heard their complaints and 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 they are right to have these fears one man who runs a construction company he raised his hand and said how can I know if I've got somebody going up and down a ladder working in construction that they're not stoned and and right. I said well you- you're right. I said, I would look them in the eyes. Usually you can tell and have a little chat or something and, and make it okay <laughs> for them to walk off the job if they're not capable of doing it. No, you shouldn't be doing things that you're not capable of doing it. I said, you know, he can, and so it's the testing issue that always comes up and, and, and that's, you know, that was interesting. So about three, four weeks later, I'd been invited back just to be a guest and have some dinner. So I was having some dinner with him. And then afterwards a a woman came up to me in her fifties, I guess, about 50 ish and very nice woman. And she came up and she wanted to thank me. And she literally started to cry. And she said, every morning I go by and I go by and I see my mother and I have coffee with my mother every morning. That's how we start the day. And then I go to work and, and, you know, she's wherever. And she said, you know, uh, I hadn't realized for a while, but she wasn't drinking her coffee. And um, she told me that she didn't want to drink coffee in front of me anymore because she had become so weak and her hands were so arthritic that she had to pick the coffee cup up with two hands, two hands to kind of get it up so she could drink it. And she didn't want her daughter to worry about her. I didn't want you to see that and worry about me and everything else. And she said, well, you know, Mom, I think that I can help you with that. I heard this talk that this woman gave. Are you willing to try something? She said, what? Tell me, I'll try it. And she goes, okay. So she brought along a little salve Uh, you know, I had recommended at the time that I knew was available. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And so she said, let's rub this on your hands. So she rubbed it on her hands. And she said, so, you know, so I rub it on her hands. And we're talking, you know, daily what the kids are up to, this, that. And I go into the kitchen and I'm getting something out. And I come back in and my mom's chatting away and she reaches down. She picks up the cup in one hand very delicately and starts to drink it.
3: And we both look
2: at each other and she goes, oh, my goodness. Oh, my said, goodness. Te- yeah, she goes, oh, my goodness, give me the telephone. And so I give her the telephone. She immediately, she goes, she goes, you know, uh, Sally, Sally, I have to tell you what you have to use right now. <laughs> it, took, it took less than 15 minutes to relieve the pain in her hands and to give her the mobility that she needed to reach down and pick that cup up and, and drink. And it, it, she was on it. She was going to tell every senior citizen, Right, yeah, life, yeah. yeah, and this woman, she was so grateful to do that, and and that's that's what I think. Both Bridget and I, just you know,
1: I love that
2: job to continue yeah. talking about it. Just simple, simple things like that, and and uh, you know, like we said, if if you rub it on your knee to help it, it doesn't relieve any pain. Well, it doesn't relieve any pain. Try a different salve. Try one of the heat pads or whatever they sell. You know, maybe one of, you know. That doesn't,
1: the salve doesn't go through your skin and have you with a higher at all. So it, there's no THC feeling for that with the salve. Is that correct? Well, that is my understanding of the research
2: that I've done is that it doesn't transition from your skin into your bloodstream, into your okay. uh, into your body to make you high. Okay. okay. It might it might it might relax that muscle or make you feel a little relaxed because of that. But it's my understanding and research. Now, of course, I've given a bunch of different presentations now. In one person out of the hundreds of people I've talked to now, one person came up to me and said that he still felt dozy in the morning after he had rubbed some stuff on him. And I oh, said, really? Well, you know, and that was one person out of all, and I said, well, well, okay. And I said, so? And he said, so I really haven't done it again. I said, well, that's fine. You know, I haven't heard that before. But at the same time, when you think about it, there are certain reasons that we put on rubber gloves before we work with certain solvents or big chemicals or something. Right. right. Right, maybe, you know, maybe he had something that had some kind of alcohol base to it, even not a not a oil base, but an alcohol base. Maybe you know, I don't know. We didn't explore it long enough or far enough, but but you know, you don't put, you know, uh, um, you don't put any type of skin cream on and think that it's going to go through your nervous system into your brain in some way or another. Right, right. I, yeah, no, I, I
3: haven't, you know,
2: I don't, I'm sorry, I'm I'm, di- I'm thinking
3: about it, so I'm sitting here trying to come up there with something. There are some very sensitive people out there, you know, we have to, yeah. you know, and, and know that. you know, and I feel like that's something that to be aware of, you know, people who don't drink wine or alcohol right. or even alcohol, you know, they, that could be very, that could be like the most sensitive thing that they could try, and I would, you know, that's how, and, People who ask those questions understand they are that sensitive. Right. You know, right. And and that's just that's just my witness because of you know, in one time actually, there was this um girl group from Georgia and you know, it was a mom group we are all here, and they were all nervous. And one of them comes all the time. I buy it all the time. I I get something else. I get this, and I said, "Just try it. Try it as soon as you walk out this door, please." And she was just laughing and giggling because she was nervous and scared and <laughs> excited, and oh my god! But it was all it was was ointment for her to feel better, you know. <laughs> and, that, and that was exciting, and that's you know, and I wanted her to try it. Right then and there, because that's what I told her. I said, as soon as you get out you out of the store and in your car, you better put it on you right away. She was just laughing. <laughs> she was just like, am I going to feel good? You know, and that's something... Everybody has a different experience. If you're nervous, guess what? You're probably going to feel a little nervous trying it. If you're open to it and you're like, oh my gosh, I just wanted to sit down and eat popcorn and watch movies, then you know what? You had your zombie day, your veg day. You know what I mean? And we should all take those days because right now things are crazy.
1: It is, it is so crazy. And you know what, I would like to see some, I, I know the police officers have to have a drug test, but I think they would need some of this, some from PTSD right now from what's going on, uh, people who's on the street trying to bring peace and order within our community to have some of this, because what some people have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, uh, they need to be able to have a, something to bring them down emotionally so they can rest and not be stressed and keep taking it from day to day, day to day, and not being able to move on. And I, too, believe yeah. that they should be able to do that. They should be able to have something to, to that PTSD is real for people in cities and areas where the high crime, uh, uh, a lot of shootings, especially Chicago area, neighborhoods that mm-hmm. people used to hear in and stuff like that. That's traumatizing. That's emotionally traumatizing yeah. to many people. Uh, so it, now stay-at-home order, people who are dealing with family members they don't like. That's, that's traumatizing, you know, in itself. So we need to be able to have something that we know that's not addicting, that we know that can be beneficial to us to have some uh, inner peace. Sometimes we, got, we can't control the outer peace, but we can have some inner peace that we can say, okay, let me do something to say i got to shut this down or I should be yeah. able to go to sleep and have and, and rest from whatever trauma or whatever I have to deal with outside of my home or even in my home to be able to say, let me close this door or close this bathroom door, take a nice hot bath, and hit the bed. And I truly believe that's what we need to be able to have people say, I have options. And because sleeping yeah. pills and some of those other stuff are very addicting. you People and pharmaceutical yeah. drugs, people don't have been given people for pain, opium and all this other stuff is addicting. And so here you're saying this is a natural thing that we can take for pain, no addiction to it, for PTSD, from emotional issues, from health issues. It it holds so many ways of helping people. And as Bridget said, just try it and see what works for you. Just like a doctor, if you go in there, if the prescription don't work, he writes you out another prescription or he puts another right. prescription on top of whatever you're taking, so you find people taking nine or ten different medications for one problem. So right. I truly really believe this give people option and letting them know that, hey, let me try this. Now, is there a way people can reach you guys or um, if they have any questions or need to be consulting or have some talk with you guys about this? Can you have something where they yeah. can reach you? Uh, Okay, let's, let's let's share that with our listening audience. Well, I will. I'll I'll share
2: my email address with you. It's real easy. It's my name, Dulcie, D-U-L-C-I-E. Dot Sin S as in sugar, I N N as in Nancy, at Mac M-A-C dot com. And. Uh, you can post it on the uh, your website there.
0: Yes.
1: Yes, ma'am. I will have that on the website.
2: Uh,
3: I'll yep. put
1: that, and, link uh, that link. I'll put your email link underneath the show this evening as soon as we get off and make sure that's on there. And Bridget, uh, you anyone want to sh- uh, have any question or concern about selecting what best cannabis for them to use? Yes,
2: she sent you a copy of uh, the uh, her business card.
0: And, oh, okay. Uh, okay. A bit, it's a little
2: bit blurry, so I will uh, will try to send it to you again, so you could put up a, a better um, card there with her okay. information. Okay. Yeah, That's you can email me.
3: Will, uh, it's my first name, last name. Uh, well, first name Bridget, Candice at gmail dot com. That's pretty okay. real simple. Yeah, that
1: Mm -hmm. is pretty. Now, um, let's talk about food. How we infuse uh, just a little bit. we got about 21 seconds left for the show. Butter, is that the main, any oil is the best way to infuse um, cannabis for cooking, for butter? um, um, Yeah. Do you do the, or you just drop, drop the oil into the butter itself? or do you do a plant and put it in, or is there many, a flour? How is it infused into butter for cooking? Well, there's a lot of different recipes, and any oil
2: will, uh, cannabinoids will uh, attach themselves to the oils, and that's what we mean by infusing it. So there are several different methods for doing this. You can have a crock pot. You could have what is the mm-hmm. magical machine now, the magic butter machine that you can buy a Special machine for this. I've been working on really. A little, uh, yeah. I've been working on a little cookbook called uh, Cannabis on the Menu, and uh, we're looking at different ways that people create their favorite dishes and add a little bit of uh, spice in there with a, a little relaxation or whatever different recipes as well as different stories and things going on with that. But with the oil, I'll go back to the, not my commercial here. Uh, I'll go back to um, the butter, coconut oil. If you're a vegan, you can use that. You can use canola oil. You can use um, any type of oil at all. What else? Are you thinking olive oil is always a good one? And then you've got the oils. Once you've done it, you can do a slow cook one in a crock pot. You can do it in uh, a skillet, just a, a low temperature on the, the skillet there. you can. Uh, there's different recipes that are set up to, do, um, to make it more potent through combark Decarboxylation. Thank you. Bridget's going to say this word I can never say correctly.
3: Here
2: she is.
3: So you decarboxylize what is that? The weed.
2: Well, it's that if you've got fresh weed and to uh, okay. help it release the potency of the THC and the CBDs and all that's going on, you would cook it and dry it in the oven at a very low uh, temperature. And then it takes a, a little bit of time to release that. And once again, those recipes are online with a different couple different places, and but uh, or you can just use fresh or frozen uh, weed to put it in to your skillet, your crock pot, your special Instapot. I'm sure Instapot even has some ways of doing this. And then once you have that, any recipe that you have that uses butter. Uh, oil, um, coconut oil, uh, you know, you can use what you've just created then to put it into the food. For example, um, I took some of my, uh, and I infused it into olive oil. And uh, so I did my olive oil of it, and then I baked an olive oil cake. Have you ever had olive oil cake?
0: Uh, No.
1: No. I've never heard of olive oil cake.
2: Oh, my good. Even without any cannabis in it, it is an addicting cake. It is so good.
1: <laughs> okay. Now I got you not do cookbook. So. We're gonna to have to have. So a I'll, I'll send it to
2: you. I think it's. I think it's gonna be published in my next blog. So once it gets published, I'll, I'll be sure to send you a copy of it. But olive oil cake, and it's an orange olive oil cake. There's an orange zest in there, and uh, and I, you know, we put a, a, a citrusy frosting on top of it. Oh my goodness, okay. it was so good, and and everybody
1: got a great sleep with that. Okay, so that's an example. Wait a <laughs> Pardon? Now you know, Dulcie, You know, I, Dulcie, I have already said this. You need to do a webinar class, so we can. Okay. If you introduce when you introduce your cookbook. Do a webinar class with your cookbook and do one of those recipes. Because I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna be right there. I'm going to be the first one signing up because I want to be a part of this. I want to learn how to do oh, this. It's so the much team. fun. Well, I just I
2: love that, that, that you're so
1: interested in this. I always have such a fun time talking with you.
2: And, uh, and you know, you're just – you're an inspiration. You know, I, I do want to back up just a little because this is all kind of fun and stuff, but you know, the serious stuff that you said, I really connect with about, you know, what's happening in our streets right now for police officers, yeah. first responders in our hospitals, people who are demanding, yeah. you know, social justice for themselves, all this yeah. turmoil going on or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I keep thinking that people are afraid of so much. And it's like, uh, you know, using this plant, like you said, with some serenity to it, or whatever, to get you out of that fear and into a place yes. where you're, you're, you know, you can open up and be accepting of things and, and whatever, and 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 learn so many new things that are going on. So, and and I just respect all the work that you've done with helping uh, people get get every system working really well. They're digested through the fermentation stuff. I've watched all your stuff on fermentation and everything else. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's, just, it's such a good thing. And, and, and I was so excited when I met you because, you know, that was really my focus was on healthy foods and, and children right. and teaching And how to do it really easy and carefree, you know, no problem with cooking well and all this kind of stuff. So I loved all that. Now I really love that we connected over this cannabis plant because this this plant, I think, brings people together in ways that that we don't even know all the different ways that they do this. You know, how it helps us to balance out what is not in balance within ourselves. How it helps to... You know, open up ourselves up to relationships and and communication yes. and connecting yes. way important. Yes.
1: And it looks like the, this cannabis oil hits the frontal lobe of our brain, which talks about our wellness yep. and that good part of the brain that needs to be fed because so much stuff and toxic food that we're eating, alcohol, drugs is t- making that very toxic. And and people are not at that good stage. Now, what about children? How young can someone take cannabis oil? Can it be you know, like a baby? Uh, how young?
2: I, you know, I, I haven't done a lot of research on something like that, and I don't know. It would ha- At this point, it's medical. There would have to be a doctor who would prescribe the, uh, gotcha. the medical and, and so forth uh, for, for that child. And then uh, what what we would do or whatever is to help them fulfill what that doctor said could be worthwhile, gotcha. whether it's helping them make something that would work for that child, helping them uh, uh, create a tincture out of the strand mm-hmm. that would fulfill what the doctor is prescribing at, at any point. So so that, that would be more of what we'd look to do because with, with children that's yeah, that's that's a hard thing. You don't ever want to give your kid any kind of medicine uh, unless you have to. But at the same time, we recognize the issues of, uh, especially seizures and spasticity.
3: But I think right. also,
2: I think also some of the stuff that has to do with uh, autism and ADD and, and 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 you know the stress levels that our children have in in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know could benefit from, you know, something like this and and uh and and that's always but that's always so hard and i think that parents you know when you really listen to your child and you really understand what's going on with them and everything else um you know we want to keep guiding them and a lot of times a lot of times i'll tell you right now to uh to for parents to use a little cannabis to kind of Slow down and get off of our devices and really connect with our kids make that much so mm-hmm. much different you know right, and, and, right. Uh,
1: you know and have so everyone you know, calm it'd be nice to have everyone calm in the house that is you know and relax and being able to get some good night's sleep, so I think yeah, they had a mother. before georgia passed the law this one mom's son was having hundreds of seizures per day and before the law was passed they moved to colorado sold everything and went to colorado and he was having i think less than one seizure a day or if he was having that it had really helped their family tremendously and you know we moms and dads and grandmas, we'll move the ends of the earth to, you know, to make sure our kids are healthy and in a healthy state. And that's what this family did. So I, we just want people to be healthy and know what options are out there because a lot of times when you get a, proper, a, a diagnosis or you're financially and emotionally going through something because of the illness, you feel alone and you feel isolated and you're not knowing where to turn or whether op- what options are there for you. And this is what this show is about, had great people come on this show, share their testimonies about their children's lives from cancer to depression to schizophrenic and to autism, and they were able to get their children back. And we want to be able to have that long, healthy life that we were promised. And so we, and I truly believe if we go back to the natural plants, the natural things that we can, that our body is accustomed to, we can have that. And uh, I just want to thank you ladies for being on the show and sharing you what you know about cannabis oil and educating us because you're right, it's about being educated and not being fearful because they've done a good job because I know they did one with me because I know I wasn't touching it. Uh-uh, I was <laughs> chicken of it, you know. <laughs> but I truly understand what it's But, done,
2: but, but now on board. Well, now you understand. Ooh, and now well, we want to invite you to join us and advocating for this because it's going to take people, just ordinary people in every saying, no, we want research, we want information, truthful information about a natural plant yeah. that we want the freedom to use.
3: Keep our compassionate youth programs available for, you know, our patients. That's so important. Yeah. Once we came adult yeah. youth in California, you know, we actually lost all those. And now it's hard. Now they just get a little percentage off. So, you know, figure out how to make it right in your state. Yeah. Really, really just work yeah. closely and 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 understand the strains and ask people and if they don't know, then you understand it. If they're like, Oh God, you're nosy then then you know what? Look into that brand yourself and just Figure out what works best. Yeah, what works best for you, and and
2: do it at your state level, and and think about getting more and more of the fed federal government behind, uh, allowing for allowing for us to grow a plant, for allowing us to use a plant in our homes,
3: and allowing
2: doctors, and researchers to to help us live healthier lives with cannabis, and uh, with the uh, the health that that we could have for ourselves. Thank you, Marcia. Thank you so much.
1: I, you. I I thank you guys. I stand in agreement 100% with you guys, and I know I'm going to have you back on again because we it's constantly teaching is not just saying one thing. It's doing it repetitively over and over and over again and making sure other ears hear this message and share this message so we can make a change and make life better for ourselves as well as for others around us. So. I am so grateful for you guys coming on board and being with me on the show. I will post your information. Bridget,
3: you are a photographer, correct? I am. And you can also go to my website. It's bcnphotos.com and check out some of my photos. They're pretty abstract. Uh, I definitely have cannabis in there and I love all types of photography, event photography, cannabis, food. I'm helping Dulce with her uh, cookbook, so there should be some delicious photography on there. <laughs>
1: okay, then you know, I'm look now, Dulce. You know, I have my my other website It's called Yesterday's Kitchen for Today, and that's a business where I tell people I am the grandma of yesterday, pulling in the next generation to educate them about being healthy with foods there. So, you know, we got to connect with our books, too. So I'm excited because we're going to do some great things, and we're going to make some changes. It's going to be some positive change that bring people together in love, peace, and good health. So that's what I'm looking forward to. But I, I got a big mouth, and I'm going to share this because I've been sharing this about cannabis. And people that's older than me in their 80s, what I would never think of trying this is trying it. So. We're going to make some changes because, you know, people are tired of being sick. They don't want to be dependent on medication. They want to feel well, and they want to, they want to be able to sleep and have some peace, and we're giving them options as to how to get that. So I thank Love you, it. ladies. I tell you. I thank you, too. We will be in touch. I appreciate your Yes. Thank you, ladies. All right, guys, I wish everyone a blessed, safe week. Um, I pray for peace across the nation Um, I don't know how this peace is going to come about But it starts with us That means we love and take care And look out for one another as a nation And as a people We can't change the past But we can learn from the past So we can make our future, our present better And our future better Not just for us, but for the next generation So I want to say have a blessed week And everyone um, enjoy yourself And we're grateful I'm truly, truly grateful Mm -hmm. for you guys being on the show Thank you
0: Namaste. your hand. grateful, I'm grateful, 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 grateful praise, you, praise you Lord lift your hands and say flowing from my heart